Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super welcome. Super welcome. Thanks for tuning us in, turning us on. Great to have all of you do that. Like, really, really very grateful that all of you do that. Uh, Want to say hi to Mr. Benny? Hi, Benny. Hi, Pat. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. How are you doing awesome. today? Uh, business as usual here. Typical Tuesday. I know. Typical. We It's terrific Tuesday, though, isn't it? Well, that too. That's I what know. I'm thinking. You're right. It's terrific typical above. Tuesday. <laughs> uh, I know. I go get my hair done today. You got your hair did? What you going for? I got, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get the the, the color done. The colors. Today. So that's going to be what? Do you know already? Because most ladies I know go in with like a picture or Instagram photo or Facebook. Like, can you really? guys do this? Oh. You're not going to do that? I didn't think. It's uh, a pretty brilliant no, idea have, though, isn't it? Well, I have <laughs> right? two things. See, our <laughs> guess is she knows. She gets it. <laughs> I have two things that I have to ask for. First of all, I'm going to, you know, it's we got to do the blonde thing. But okay. I have a little problem that Meg is actually going to help me out with today. Oh. So oh. so little Cassidy is 10 going on 11. And Cassidy showed me her hair because she's not going to school now so she can dye her hair. And so she said, Auntie Patty, why don't you go get like a purple color? Why don't you do a purple color? And I said, you know, I don't know that I could do that. But maybe I could do like what you've got, like on the side of your head, like like the right side of her head is like long and then the left side is like shade. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I said something like, well, maybe Cassidy, maybe I could go get that side of my head shaved. And she says, oh, promise. And what do you think I said? Yes. Uh, I hope Uh-oh. no. Oh, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. Pat likes to take yeah. ch- chances. I like that, too. Yeah, and, you know, I am the person that studied the consequences of broken promises for eight years. Yeah. So what do you think I'm going to get done today? <laughs> You're going to shave your head. Uh, purple <laughs> shaved side of your head? Yes, well, that's no, what I was going I for. Did, I, I didn't, Meg, I didn't agree to the purple. I, I, well, I the, if you have blonde hair, the purple will never come out. Thank you. It, yeah, it's bad. And it... And it fades my mom has purple and turquoise hair and it yeah and it fades really quickly (gasps) so see it's like a temporary thing you can try it out for a little bit and it goes back to but then it turns like gray and you'll be disappointed Uh, no no, wait 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 but the gray is in that's all i see i kid you not i see it it all over so it doesn't mean that it's in and it looks good (laughs) that's true too that it's in i'll just cut mine all off by the way everybody this is meg thompson she's my very (laughs) special she's joining me here today my co-host today 12 guiding principles that will help you you will help you fill your toolbox why because there is a toolbox and we need to fill it. For those of you out there, and Benny, you're going to love this. This show is for you, Benny, by the way. Oh, uh, no. Meg, 
Meg Thompson, a former kindergarten teacher, 10 years plus, certified behavioral consultant, certified life coach, master's degree in what? Early childhood education should have said, Meg, what do you think about that promise I made to little Cassidy? Uh, (laughs) Well, you have to do it now. I do have to do it now. You're absolutely right because kids don't forget Meg, right? And then you're the founder of the Empty Toolbox. So now you've heard this, I've introduced you. We're going to talk about the toolbox. How important is it, just saying, how important is is it for me to make sure that I keep that promise to this 10-year-old? Yeah, so if you don't keep the promise, next time you say promise, what's she going to think? She's going to be like, oh, you said that last time. And so I've learned that when kids say promise, right, sometimes I have kids that have had trauma in the background and had really hard backgrounds. So when they say promise, I have to stop and think, which is an, um, I could be impulsive by nature. And I'm sure the people listening right now, if they know me, they're laughing out loud because they're like, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I have squirrels that run around in my head. Um, and so I have to think like, oh, I don't know if I could promise. I might have to feel feel it out when I get there. Or if a kid says something like, I'm going to tell you something that's hard, promise not to tell anyone. And I said, I may have to tell people that have to help you, right? Right. So promising is hard, but I feel like that's a word that we throw around a lot. Well, I got to tell you, I thought I was doing pretty good because I got out of the purple color thing. I was like, I got past like the purple and, and it was purple, pink and something else. I don't know. I, I thought I was doing really good. So the shave your head part seemed an easy compromise. Right. Well, you have short hair anyway. So I, mean, I it's do. Not, yes. It's not like your hair's down to your bottom, right? And then you're like, well, I'm going to shave one side off. It'll grow oh, back so fast. I know, uh, you know, and on Cassidy, it looks really good. On me, Linda will tell you, you can't see them now, but if I take these headphones out, Benny, don't you be laughing. If I take these headphones out, these things on the side of my uh, head literally look like I could probably take off. They're called my ears. But having said that now, let's talk about that. This is so this is so directly related to what we're talking about. And, you know, reflection, reflection is what this is about. It's like be reflective. No, I wasn't reflective. That was impulsive. Oh, well, yes. That's okay. Yes. I'm okay with it. But what does this mean, you know, in your toolkit when we're thinking about reflection, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that mean? It's kind of like we're in this hurry up, hurry up, hurry up oh, mode. Yes. And I, I'm going to be lying to myself if I think this child is going to forget that or no, forget what I no. said. And the hard thing with reflection is that you have to stop and look back and think. But, right, people are going way too fast nowadays to do that. And they don't have a way to reflect. So when I left my master's degree mm-hmm. and we talked, right, for two and a half years while I got it about reflection, reflection, reflection. I was like, okay, so I have to know how I approach you, Pat. And then, okay, am I too much or too little for her and adjust accordingly? Then uh-huh. I would go to Benny and say, like, okay, how do I affect him? And then, and then it's like, oh my, I can't do that. That's exhausting all day long. So you don't know how to do that without a module, right? Once I found out the module for self-reflection, which is the DISC model, um, it's also the module for um, challenging behaviors. So Mm -hmm. that is um, 
actually next month in September, what I'm doing the podcast on right. is the disk model and filling that toolbox because we keep using these tools for the wrong kids. Yeah. You know what I love about this is you're absolutely right because, well, first of all, let me say this about Benny. Uh, Benny and I have been together 15 years. It is borderline neck and neck with almost almost close to the longest relationship I've ever had in my life. I like how you okay? say that, borderline. Like by how what, much? With, like a week? Maybe uh, you're borderline, Benny. It's, yeah, it's, right? I love being borderline. It's like about, <laughs> it's about a, a year. It's 18 months, Benny. 18 Ooh. months. All we need is another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll be good. I can not. Uh, I I, counted I, all of that and remembered my squirrels. That No, can't. Well, uh, <laughs> you, you know, when you're me and you think about, you know, crazy being the new normal, having a relationship in my life, especially as a younger me, right, a younger <laughs> me, uh, having any relationship that lasted any length of time was a miracle, <laughs> a miracle. Uh, so, yes, it's easy for me to remember and it was a significant relationship in my life. It was, and to this day, one of the most important relationships of my life. What I learned from, uh, you know, being with someone that I so, um, uh, it was so inspirational to me and knowing so much about how to be in life and learning how to be a good person in life, that was not something I learned. And so this is where, you know, as I get older, I start to think back and say, oh, thank you for that one, boy. Because <laughs> I know today that the way you'd be watching me on Facebook is with these metal bars like in front of me right Oh, here. I Facebook so agree. With the metal bars. That's why a higher being put my husband in front of me. So I have <laughs> squirrels, right, that are drunk in my head. And my <laughs> husband has ducks in a row. And I will do things, and he looks at me like, you cannot do that. You're going to get in trouble, or someone's going to call you on that. So I've, uh, August 9th, my husband and I will have been married 10 years, but we've known each other wow. 10 years before that, so almost 20 years. And without him, I would be with you. Imagine we were cellmates. Oh. They would, can you get kicked out of jail? Uh, I got kicked out of Catholic boarding school, so I don't know about that well, one. That's, uh, that's practically I, jail to some people. Uh, <laughs> oh, Benny, Benny, you didn't say that. I'm going to get so many what? emails now. I, I mean, it uh, could be. I didn't say for us, for all of us, I, for some. I, I, <laughs> I, I had Matthew Fox on yesterday, and he talked about getting kicked out of the go, Dominican. See? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, let's talk about this, Meg, because, you know, like here we are, we're talking about it, right? <laughs> and, you, you know, uh, you and I share something in common. It's really pretty funny because Benny will tell you about this. I think, Benny, you do too. Uh, we can be a little bit intense. I like to call it passionate. <laughs> oh, passionate. That's what people call you when it's when they're trying to be nice to you. You have such passion. I was like, I get it. I'm intense. But I didn't know, Pat, for 37 and a half years that I was intense uh, until someone called me on it. Right? I talk about it in my first podcast. Um that I'm intense and people were intimidated and I'm like, really? But I thought this whole time I was putting out this vibe, right? That self-reflection piece we, we talk, just talked about. I thought I was putting out a vibe of like, look at me, I'm fun and friendly, come and play. And really they're like, oh geez, Meg's here, hide behind the pole, is she gone yet? <laughs> like I didn't realize that was the case for me for, right? I'm only 
two and a half years into knowing that I have as much intensity as I do. Yet everybody else knows in five minutes it's out I and know. about. But isn't that the key to this part of the toolbox to be reflective, to learn how to be reflective? Yeah. The other thing I learned from this, and and talk a minute, uh, you know, because you have a story to share. The other thing I learned is, you know, asking people that you trust to give you feedback, to help you change, to help you transform. Oh, I yeah. found that to be the number one thing. And and nine times out of 10, you don't always like to hear what they say. <laughs> like probably if Linda's hearing this today, Linda, you know, Linda, our producer. I do love her. Uh, absolutely incredible. And, and she heard the Cassidy story. OMG. I am <laughs> Probably, she's probably not listening because she's probably working with somebody. But if she would have heard that, she'd be like, okay, you're not going to get that done. But part of this is to reflect upon who am I, but also who do I want to become? Isn't that what you discover with the kids you work with as well? Yes. It, it, and for me, you said nine times out of 10, it's probably not something you want to hear. I think mine's 9.99999 repeating <laughs> times out of 10 because I, right, in my in my toolbox, I know this about me that I like to be liked. So if someone doesn't like me and someone, right, I'm now more out there than I've ever been. I did my first Facebook Live video. I was so nervous. I sweat through my shirt. I'm doing another <laughs> one. I'm doing another one. I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, what if they think I'm bonkers? And I was like, okay, I'm okay with bonkers. But what if they're not okay with some of the things I'm saying and they disagree. Like I'm open to a conversation, but I'm not open, open to bashing. And I get really nervous about that. Right. The self-reflection piece for me is I have to stop my squirrels long enough to say the things that if they come back at me, yeah, okay. I'm okay with, Oh yeah, I was thoughtful about that. But being thoughtful in everyday life is harder for me because of my impulsivity than it is for say my husband. He thinks on things for, so we're planning to get a boat in three years. We're saving okay. now. He oh. is he is researching. He researched like two years ago. So by the time we get it, he will have researched for six years. Uh, and then by <laughs> that point, we'll be hydroplaning or transporting ourselves or, you know, right. living in space. Up. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, but I'm not true. that thoughtful and planned mm -hmm. and, but I have to be with the kids. Yeah. Right. And I think humor is important. Humor is important with yeah. kids. Yeah. As part of my self-reflection piece, I always enter with humor. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, thank goodness I've got a sense of humor. Yeah, I really me too. Do. Me too. Thank, thank goodness for Benny and Carter that I have a sense of humor. And because we were just joking before the show. So for those of you that are watching us on Facebook Live, right? Okay, <laughs> so we here, apologize now. Sorry. Yes, uh, <laughs> so here, here's a little bit of information for everybody watching and listening, right? If you're not watching on Facebook Live, go to Facebook.com Transformation Talk Radio. Carter, did I get that right? Um, Transformation Talk Radio. So here's what you'll find. You'll take a look at, at, at Meg, right? And, you know, my very special uh, co-host here today. You're going to take a look at Meg Thompson, and you're going to see she's got this beautiful background. It's so clean. It's so clear. Because Carter said to her, you need to have a, a what did he say? I need to have um, a blank wall behind me. Blank wall. He would like that. He didn't tell me I had to. He no, was kind. Okay. He wasn't He's mean very enough. kind. He really is. He's quite diplomatic. But then... None of, nobody on my team says to me, oh, it would be good, Pat, if you kind of had, 
Look at my background, everybody. I hope now that I know that maybe I shouldn't have all the busy, because this is my world. You know, I live in a place where I love art. I've got art on every wall. I've got twinkly lights because maybe there's some childhood wound from that. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, look at her background. Look at mine. We didn't plan this. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what it means to have these great relationships with people. And I got to figure out why my team is afraid to tell me to clean up my background. (laughs) Let's take a short break, everyone. Relationships, review and respect. All of that, as Benny, as he always does, pushes the right button. And Carter brings in the absolutely best video during this break. We'll be right back. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Golden Otter Divinations Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday every month at 9 a.m. Pacific as Autumn, educator, health coach, and medium, explores metaphysical and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living. Draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information about working with Autumn, visit goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Practice living in wholeness with the body tune-up. Six classes for $89 designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Heal the deepest root of any challenge. The mental body was programmed in negativity, not good enough. Separate from source, you're too much, you'll never make it. The emotional body holds all the pain and trauma of emotional suppression. All the pain from this life and life's past. The spiritual body is the place you connect with your higher power, your higher self, with the image and likeness of the one. The physical body houses and expresses the other three bodies every day. Go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Evolve, become a practitioner. We need to heal, integrate, and bring into wholeness and harmony the physical body, addressing all the other bodies in order to live in our true, authentic nature. Yeah, that sounds good to me, everybody. Meg Thompson's in the house. Yep, we're talking about the toolkit. You got to have a big one. 
anybody that's got any kind of dream whatsoever to do something with their life, you've got to have a toolkit. And the bigger you think your dream is, I'm not saying the bigger it actually is, but the bigger you think it is, the bigger the toolkit. Uh, Meg, before we come back and talk about relationships, how can people find out more about you and tell us about some of the upcoming events you have? Okay, so you can find me on Facebook at The Empty Toolbox. You can find me on my website at megthompson.com. Meg has two G's because when I was little, I changed Megan to Meg and then added a G. I don't know, in sixth grade, and it just stuck. So it's <laughs> Meg with two G's and Thompson with the H and the P. Uh, dot com. I'm also Meg Thompson on uh, my personal Facebook page. Um, yeah, so I decided to try to get all my squirrels in a row, which is tricky. Have you ever tried to get squirrels in a row? Not good. Um, to an event plan, some of these events. So I have one in... Um, if I was allowed to be by my window, which Carter said I couldn't, Carter. <laughs> Outside my window is an ocean. So I do a self-care and wellness <laughs> workshop on the ocean for parents, mostly uh, teachers, to try to figure out how they can start taking care of themselves before the school year starts. You know what? Next break, you're getting by the window. We're going to do We're going to make this change. We're going to do it. I know we're right going to do it. Right by the window. Carter said, get... I don't really like the light. And I said, but oh, there's Carter, an ocean out there. Did you say there. that, Carter? Yes, did. you did. say no oh way. God. No one say that. Like a light. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what they say about what goes on in my background. Um, but, you know, that really has to do, it really does have to do with relationships. And even if you're in this place where being liked is like a thing, yeah, like thing. being liked is like a thing, then this really gets complicated. Uh, you know, let's talk about relationships and let's talk about it in the context of relationships and respect. I talked about respect yesterday. Uh, I, you must have heard me do that. But what is it when we say the word relationships, people either break out in a hot flash, <laughs> they run, yeah, or they change the subject. Why is that? So relationships are tricky because, again, if you don't have self-reflection, you don't really know how you affect others in a relationship. And when I work with kids... Sometimes I see, right, I'll go in and there'll be like PR on the wall with a, um, like no bullying in this school. And I'll see, and I'm like, oh, great. And I see all the posters. And then I go in the classroom and the first one to bully a kid is a teacher. And then I see that, right, it's from administration down that they, there's terrible relationships. And I'm like, okay, but that is really what you have to focus on. You have to know who the child is and then how do I affect the child? Because a lot of times that relationship, I mean, the challenging behavior is that mismatch of temperament. It's that mismatch contrast of profiles with kids and me. So the hardest person for me as a child when I am working with children is that really serious, doesn't need my engagement, charisma, and humor. I have to, I like shaking out my car like, okay, here we go, going in to see this kid. And it's really hard for me. And if I didn't know that that was hard for me and that I have to channel something different, I would not be successful. Those are the hardest kids. It's all, it also, funny, is uh, all of my boyfriends and my husband. I pick, as adults, I fall in love with the kids that are hard for me as adults. 
all the time. Which doesn't make sense, I guess, but maybe because opposites attract. <laughs> you know, this whole thing ties in so together. If you're not feeling good about yourself, if you're mm-hmm. concerned about liking or not liking, it does not stop with kids. No, I mean, no, no, we no. don't all of a sudden think, uh, okay, uh, I have this thing where I worry about people liking me or not liking me, but now I have this beautiful child in front of me and I'm going to not worry about it. No, that's not true. Um, But in the end, relationships are really the key to life. Yes, they are. They really are the key to life because you're not on your own planet and neither am I, right? (laughs) Well, I think some people would argue that, Pat, but okay. Well, we're not like in that movie <laughs> Passengers where, you know, he does right, something right. so unethical and he wakes her up. I still haven't gotten over that movie. Um, so we're, <laughs> not, we're not like in that. So we no, got to get not. along. You're out in the world. What have you learned? What have you learned out in the world? What's in your toolkit when it comes to relationships? So for me and my toolbox is that DISC model for relationships. Because before I knew that, I did not realize who I was and how I affected people. And I didn't know how other people affected me. And now that I have that DISC model, and you can look it up, it's just D-I-S-C model, and you could do assessment. So I've done the assessment. I'm really highly interactive. And for 13 times that I took it, I was highly interactive and sensitive. Those were the ones that were above that midline. Then... At the 14th or 15th time I took it, that direct dominant, the part you see, the intensity came out and went above the midline. And and I'm like, oh, geez. So now when I go, I have that model in my head. So it's it's four quadrants and I have those four quadrants in my head. And when people talk, because relationships, there's a pattern, right? So people will say like, oh, well, I can't move more than 20 minutes from my house because, and I know like where to put them in that quadrant so I can change who I am so I can adjust to them and be most successful. And once you know that pattern, right, I'm doing uh, this with teachers now, it's right, patterns with your staff, patterns with parents and patterns with children. And once you know the pattern, you know how to adjust but before that, I didn't know how to adjust. I thought I was doing a pretty good job. I thought I was fun-loving and friendly and then realized not all the time, not as much time as I thought. So that is what I use all the time, walking out in the world. And I, and I, and I can now recognize it in the grocery store when a kid's freaking out. I can recognize it with people, adults fighting. I can recognize it with people talking to me. One time I had a man that said, oh, you just don't fit right in my head. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but that sounds interesting. He's like, I compartmentalize who I talk to and what I'm supposed to say. And you just don't fit in a box. And I was like, oh yeah, never fit in a box. And he just looks at me like with this blank stare because he's the one that doesn't need funny. He wanted me to just, just tell me like it is, tell me the facts. Don't use any of that other funny stuff because I don't know what to do with it. And I, and I threw him off every time, but I didn't know the pattern well then. Now I yeah. would like be more appropriate. Well, you know, this is it though, too, because, you know, when we're thinking about things, I, I, you know, I'm sorry to say that for me, 
I wish there was sort of this magic blueprint. You know, I wish there was sort of this thing. But for me, it really has been trial and error, Meg. Mm-hmm. You know, it really has been trial and error. Um, and, you know, the trial and error part of this really comes forward when we start to talk about respect. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we, I want to talk with you about respect. Um, one of the things I found interesting is through some very difficult, traumatic experiences in my life around work and the workplace, losing my job after 24 and a half years and how that was orchestrated. Today, it's now the new normal to be that crazy and treating people like that. But back in 92, it wasn't normal. And so you can see how we were coming in to this new way of not employment at will, but employment at will, uh, it now became employment at whim. And Mm. so now with this new way of being, it had an effect. I went on to study it, and here's what we're going to talk about when we come back. For those of you that are thinking about this, it's not so much the end thing you do. Trust me, it's how you do it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Meb Thompson, I don't know if we're going to have time to change her scenery, but it doesn't matter. We're having fun. We'll be right back. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Mind. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. 
Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Are you searching? searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul? In the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to. Someone God gave a blessing to. That you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. Yeah, everybody. There you go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Meg Thompson's in the house. And like what we're talking about here is guiding principles that would help you fill your toolbox. Because that's what she does. You know, she takes a look and says, okay, got an empty toolbox? Nah, let's put something in it. But more than that, you know, she has a fabulous radio show, My Empty Tool, The Empty Toolbox. And Meg, how can people find out about that, find out about you before we take on respect? Um, so uh, I only did one. I don't know. Um, yeah. So you, <laughs> okay. so you go let's, to- let's try your website. Yes. So it will be on my website at MegThompson.com. Remember, Meg has two Gs. I think Transformation Talk Radio, it's on there. Yeah, right? sure TransformationTalkRadio.com. Sure yep. Yeah. And yeah. I know my podcast you can listen to right for free and dance yeah. around and, and listen. If if you go on my website and you are a teacher, for that hour you get professional development hours. It's a really small fee. You can listen to it and get professional development hours as a teacher. Um and then you get a certificate and all that good stuff. So that's exciting because teachers are always looking for, right, they work all day. And then to have a workshop from 6.30 to 8.30 at night sometimes is really hard that you can sit on your couch and look out your windows and for an hour and get professional development credit. So it's really great. Well, you know, this is really kind of the cool thing, right? Because, you, you know, we're going to fill our toolbox. The question is, what are we going to fill our toolbox with? Are we going to be filling our toolbox filled with really juicy things that are going to help us? Or are we just going to fill our toolbox with all the things that are getting us nowhere? Um, oh. Before the break, yeah, the nowhere thing. Before the break, what I said is, look, you know, respect became a very big thing for me to understand in my life. Um, and I went on to really try to understand respect as well as broken promises because my life was filled with them. Mm-hmm. but it's not something that we would generally see when people talk about relationships or talk about uh, a, a toolkit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about respect, what it means to you, and how respect now shows up at every age in our lives. Yeah, so when I see respect for little kids, just because they're little doesn't mean they get less respect, and just because you're bigger doesn't mean you get all the respect and the kids get no respect. And I see that like little kids, little respect, adults, bigger respect. And I think that all humans should have the equal amount of respect. So you were saying that would I put stuff in my toolbox, the really juicy stuff. That's what I'm trying to give people is that really juicy stuff in their toolbox, because what they have in their toolbox now is sticker charts, right? That's what my first, um, Facebook live video was on sticker charts, take it out of your toolbox, throw it away. You're not going to need it again. Stop it. So I feel like if you're stickering kids, you lose the respect. What does that look like as you get older, right? Like if you do this, I'll do that. 
right? Mm -hmm. The respect as you get older, what is that? That gets kids externally motivated. Mm -hmm. So now think of those kids now as adults. I always say, oh, when I'm 88 and in a nursing home and pee in a bedpan, I'm scared that the five-year-olds now are going to take care of me. Because mm-hmm. we keep stickering them, we keep ignoring their behavior, and we're not using any of those juicy tools that we need in that toolbox. Yeah. And we're forgetting the respect part. Kids have something to say all the way through. And then just because you don't have education in certain places, I know through this whole process, I was worried like, oh my gosh, I don't know about Facebook Live. I don't know about podcasts. And everybody's been really patient with me and I felt respected the whole entire time. And nobody has been like, oh my gosh, Meg, get it together. It's not (laughs) that hard. Nobody, not one person has said that. Kim or Linda or Jessica or Carter, nobody has said that. They've all been like, okay, we'll get there. We'll get this. Right, I mean, I emailed Carter yesterday. I was like, okay, Carter, you have to support me. I have no idea. I have to send you pictures. Where am I getting those pictures? And so (laughs) they like guided me through it. And I know that I would have, with a lack of respect, the relationship would have been broken. I would have been like, all right, I'm out. And I knew that talking to you, Pat, at the very first time that that wouldn't happen. But I've been Mm -hmm. in a lot of places where the relationship starts good. The respect is messed up. And then I was like, I don't want the relationship anymore. Right, because it totally influences that relationship, which is and and with kids, right? And kids, I feel like when the respect is juggled, it's really confusing for them, and it can be for adults too. So we have to watch that piece, Mm -hmm. and I think respect should always be in your toolbox. But people forget, like that's a tool. People forget that all the time. Flexibility, a tool. You have it in there. Mm -hmm. You just forget, right? It has the dust bunnies on it. Yeah. You know, and the other thing, let's talk about this, Meg, because I know you and I have talked about it, is that, you know, in the scheme of things, there's this thing called vicarious learning. And what that means, vicarious learning is like a fancy phrase that says your children, and by the way, others, others, they are watching and they're going to watch not just what you say, but what you do and how you do it and how you say it. I mean, that is how athletes train. You know, they watch, they watch and they embed. You know, this is really, people are watching. And yet sometimes we think we're just kind of, no, they're not watching. I don't even know if the self-reflection piece, some people even know. I don't know how many times teachers will talk about kids in front of kids. And I have to give the hard message. Can we not talk? They're right here and they can hear you. Oh, no, they're not listening. Oh, yeah, they're building Legos and listening. Or, right? And it's going to come back and get you. And you only have to do that one time for some kids and you're out. And the relationship yeah. can be broken forever with you. Yeah. And it's a lot to... And who's in charge? Who has the most... Mm-hmm. Um, who holds the most... I can't think of the word... Influence. I think yes, it's influence thank you. The and power, right? The most influence right. of, of relationships mm-hmm. is us, is the adults. Yeah. And so well, what happens you when know, it's you're doing relationships with adults, then how do you share it? How do you share that power between you instead of someone having it and someone not having it? Well, that really leads to this next tip or and, and, and to fill the toolkit. And it's a phrase that gets used a lot, and it's it's authenticity or be authentic. And I want to talk about it in the context of what we were just saying, 
because sometimes we wake up and we think that we're able to just pull the wool over somebody's eyes. And I'm not saying that we don't all have personas, but we need to really know and learn this authenticity one because you can run, but you can't hide from this. No, especially today in today's world with social media and everything else that's happening, there's no running. The social media will just follow you. So I have, that's how I think that I have grown to where I am, right? I've been doing this for, since my son has been four months old, so Mm -hmm. almost six years. Mm -hmm. And I, that's why people keep asking me and back to schools and, and life coaches. Cause they're like, you're real, you're authentic. Mm. But in my field, do you know how many times I hear, Hey buddy, do you just want to go to the bathroom? And I'm like, <laughs> why are you talking like that? That kid's like, no. And please go away with that silly voice. And so, <laughs> so, so with, I think that I'm real and authentic and, and I'm like, right. I admit that I'm nervous and and in my uh, Facebook Live, like I sweat through my clothes. Like, don't think that I just come up here and I haven't been nervous all day and then I'm going to feel better and be nervous again tonight. And I think that that's why people are drawn to me because I am real and authentic. And I still don't really know a good thing to say to people who aren't authentic, especially when they're with kids. I don't know how yeah. to say, yo, stop using that voice. Because yeah. I don't think they're, right, their intentions are good. I'm trying to be sweet and nurturing and kind with this child. And that's not how it comes out to our ears. But that's yeah. their, so then I think, okay, so how do you want this relationship to look? How do you want the respect to look? Okay, so then how are we going to take those answers and form it into, right, language? Which yeah. sometimes is is a huge learning process and takes Mm -hmm. coaching and mentoring, but it's harder for sure. Well, it is. And one of the things too, we're talking about here, Meg, is that, you know, it kind of goes back to the conversation on reflection is that once the light bulb goes on, you know, now I find myself, uh, so people say to me, wow, you've gotten really sensitive. Like, okay, how'd that even happen? And so what are they reacting to? They're reacting to, I'm less tolerant today of being talked to in an angrily way or a a put down way. I'm just really Mm -hmm. conscious about it. And, you know, you have to learn a different language. Like, I, I know the thing that I'm supposed to say is, you know what, when we're having a conversation and I hear those words come from you, it hurts me. And I'm like, no, most of the time I'm like, oh my God, please stop, please stop yelling at me. <laughs> right, right. Well, right, your emotional brain is triggered and your emotions come out as like, stop it. But you know, logically, can you just stop yelling at me? Yeah, right. Right, it's not. And, and yet at the same time in that moment, it's the best I have. How can we be less judgment, uh, judgmental about ourselves and and be more flexible because that's the last thing to talk about here or one of the last things. You know, this idea of, uh, you know, looking at do's and don'ts and being flexible about what we do with our do's and don'ts. You know, like today it's, yeah, don't water my plants in the evening. Um, tomorrow, 
be flexible if, in fact, that 10-year-old comes over him and waters him in the morning. Well, she's going to come over to see your hairdo. In the, morning, in the morning. So, yes. Um, so my, um, in all the training I've had and all the education I've had, it does not help to go in with judgment ever. I've sat in cat pee at houses. I've been in houses where you could not sit down. I've been in houses where there's food all over the floor. I've been in houses where they're like, sorry, today's cleaning day and it's immaculate. And I'm thinking, oh, I wish it was cleaning day at my house and that's how it started, right? But judgment never gets you anywhere with parents. It never gets you anywhere when I do life coaching. It never gets me anywhere with kids because I think they know, right? I go in, if I'm called into a house, it's because parents are struggling. They don't need me to be judging them. Yeah. They want me to, I think a lot of people like my humor. So they, they like that, like, okay, some teachers and parents get nervous, like, oh, my gosh, Meg's coming over. And I was like, oh, please don't. You do not need to be nervous. It's just like I'm just regular Meg. I'm going to come in. I'm going to I'm going to use humor. I'm going to use my charisma and engagement just to, 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 to show you that, right, we're sharing power here. I get it. And, and so judgment feels really bad when you are the yeah. person needing help. Yeah, and let's talk about something else. Because when you are like showing up like all judgmental and stuff, right? And then you're thinking, I'm like hiding it. I'm hiding my, I'm hiding the way I'm looking at your big laundry pile over there. You're not. (laughs) You're like, oh, I'm, look at me. I'm all positive and non judgmental, and you can't get your eyes off the laundry pile. (laughs) I don't think we're fooling anybody. People, people, when I go in their houses, they're like, sorry, my house is a mess. I was like, I made my job so I come to your house. You don't ever come to my house. Know that I have a dog and there's hair all over the place. And <laughs> it must have been really messy because I have to be in my stairwell. So, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's all right. It's all right. I'm not judging you on, right? I think if you have an immaculate house, that's wonderful. If you have a mm-hmm. dirty house, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help you with your kids and, and, I try to become really friendly with the people I work with because mm-hmm. I want them to know I'm not judging them. I'm not going out and coming home and be like, oh, you should have seen the messy house I was at today. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I don't do that in life coaching either. I've had people that have had really hard things happen in their background, like really hard. And then when I see them, I'm like, you know what? You had really hard things. And look at you dancing yeah. your way through right now. Like you yeah. are a wonderful but yeah. coming in judgment, they've had that already. Try something well, new. Well, here, here, and here's the new thing we try. This is us. This is a new thing we try. I, I was watching a movie the other day, and it, it, I've watched it now a couple of times, but I'm really fascinated by the, mo- by the movie, and it's called Arrival, and it's about these beings that come. But the bottom line is these beings from another planet have no uh, sense of time. They don't know time. They don't, that time is like a human thing. So... There's a there's a, a thing where, you know, we think there are a lot of bad things we can say to kids. One of the things I know you talk about, and I want to mention it now, is I think one of the worst things that we can say to a child that walks up and is asking us for something, you know, a piece of our day, is to tell them how busy we are Ugh. or to tell them how we just have to do this, 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 and then we'll sit down and give them 10 minutes of our time. I think that right there, those are the 10 minutes that you say you're going to take that actually never end. Right. 
I, I just had it last night. My husband, my son, and I went out to dinner. He's my husband. Nope, my husband's not six. My son is six. And we went out to dinner. And Andy and I hadn't seen each other all day, so we're talking. And Brennan starts to do stuff with plastic silverware. And he's hitting it. And, and we were like, dude, stop. And he was like, and he looked at us with these little sad puppy dog eyes filled with tears. And he goes, I just wanted attention. And my husband and I were like, oh, my gosh. How cool are you, buddy? And he looked at us like, what? We were like, yes, if you want attention, look at you asking. That is amazing. I said, come on over here and give me a hug and sit on my lap. And he goes, mommy, I just wanted to be included in the conversation and I couldn't be included. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Right? And so could we have really broken that if we were like, dude, we know you want attention. Mm -hmm. We are talking Wait five minutes, right? See how that is like hurtful yeah. for my son. And we were like, and my husband and I looked at each other and we stopped him. We were like, yes. In my job every day, I'm hoping kids will be like, I would like some attention. Could you please come on over? Oh, you <laughs> oh. know, it's so funny you're talking about this because is it, isn't this great that we learn from, from kids? But, right? you know, here, here's, a, here's the thing. When, when you're out to dinner like that, and whether it's, you know, I'm a tapper, so I tap. So maybe now I have to reflect upon am I tapping for attention. But the the (laughs) bottom line is that, you know, I, I, I was sitting at a table with, uh, you know, we went out to dinner with some parents and a a couple of children. And the one kid said something so quietly looked up and said, why did you invite us if you're not going to talk to us? Oh, and I thought, and I waited for the answer to that. I, w- I waited, like, what was going to be, like... <laughs> Who's going to say something? Who's I was like, that? what was going to happen right. to that? And I can't remember uh, if it was the mom or the grandmom that turned around and said... And apologized. Oh, and said... Apologized and said, thank you for letting us know. How easy is that to put in our toolkit? Right. And especially there are some people that want more attention than others. Some kids are happy they're not needing you to pay much attention to them because they like to be quiet in their own world. They're more introverted and reserved. And then there are some kids like me that my mom, I think, bought huge sunglasses when I was little because I kept saying, Mom, watch. Mom, watch. Because she saw me do 10 million backflips off the side of the pool. I think she probably watched 15 she did not watch all 10 million, but I just love that attention. I loved her to be with me. My son is the same way. He always wants to be with me. He always mm-hmm. wants that attention. And I know that a lot of teachers are like, oh, they're just looking for attention. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look. So give it to them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, we talked about a lot today. And, and I think that for those of you, you're going to hear more from Meg. But the thing that I'm really struck by in what we shared today, and even though we are talking about you know, children or have talked about children a lot of times today, everything we've talked about applies to us adults. Yeah, because it's the everything pattern. The pattern falls. falls from kids all the way through to adulthood. You know, we're just, we're just older now, and we don't do things so smart, like tap on the table with silver, where we do things more, you know, damaging in yeah, our yes, relationships. Yeah, right, right. Wow. Meg, thank you so much. I want to ask you again for the website. And also tell us a little bit about some of the events you're going to be doing. Okay, so it's megthompson.com. Don't forget the second G. Otherwise, I don't know where meg with one G thompson.com sends you. And I apologize in advance if it's not appropriate. So meg with two Gs. And um, I have, 
if you go on my website under the workshop tab, you will see all the workshops that I have coming up. They're really inexpensive. They're really great. They, um, I live in New Hampshire. I know you guys are on the other side of the country, but I live in New Hampshire and they're in many places in New Hampshire and they are, um, it's called not very okay at all. So it's a lot about us as teachers and adults trying to take care of children. And how do we do that when we're, we don't feel okay. Yeah, boy. And Right, right. How do you make kids okay when you're feeling like I'm not even there myself? How do I get there? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to help teachers feel better so they can ha- have kids feel better, right? That that start at the top and move down. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. For that. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? And thank you for today. This was awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome. So my personal message, oh man, I think my personal message is 98% of the time challenging behaviors are a lack of skill or an unmet need. And if that is the only tool in your toolbox currently, then teach skills and meet needs. Mm -hmm. And if we do that, we're going to have healthier children and healthier adults for sure. Uh, There's no question about it. And by the way, the uh, sidebar for that is we feel better as well. Yeah, we, uh, yes. And, and when we feel better, they feel better, right? Has to start with us, for sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Meg, thank you so much for today. Awesome. Thank you. Benny, so thank you. so to be here. Thanks, Benny. Uh, Carter, thank you. We're going to take a shorty when we come back. More with the Dr. Pacho, Transformation Talk Radio, all of the above. Facebook Live, we'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.